Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, thanks for coming back. Oh my God, if anyone knows how to deal with technology, please DM me and come be my friend and live in my office because I just tried to erase a data card and I don't even think it's called a data card. That's how old I am. It's a fucking HD card that I put in my little Zoom recorder here and I tried to delete everything because my other card wasn't working and oh my God, I'm ready to pull my hair out. Across from me as always is Cyrus Amundsen. I like that on air, you're talking about pulling your hair out, but off air, you were discussing what your suicide note would say. You've, well, yeah, people don't need to, we don't need to open with that. You've cleaned it up a little bit from where, where you were at a few <laughs> minutes ago. I, uh, we got a guest today that I'm psyched about, but can I tell you yeah, something quick? Too. Yeah. Right before the show started, I went to Whole Food to get some salmon. Uh, and I, it was locks. I went to get some locks because I'm a big bacon and locks and eggs guy. Make a little locks breakfast taco, tortilla, burrito, one of those. You know what I'm, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, sure. It's in a flour wrap. We get it. Yeah. Uh, and I, so I was, my wife wanted me to pick up coffee. And so I had to go down the coffee aisle. And as I turned the corner, there was this kid just standing there like probably four years old but there and there was no parents like the whole I could see the whole aisle there was no parents and I turned around and looked behind me and there was no parents and for a second I had that moment where I was like did a kid die here is this a because he was such a weird looking just like pale long haired I was like is it a ghost is it a haunted Whole Foods this is what this is the kid that turns and looks at you and sings a kid's song in a creepy fucking voice. Jesus loves me, this I know. And you're just standing there with coffee and locks, yeah, shitting your pants. No, thank you. you. You just turn the corner and he's like, the best part of waking up. <laughs> so I, but I, I got a little concerned and I was like, hey man, where's your mom? And he just looked at me and I was like, your mom, where, where is she? Because you're alone. Where's your mom? And then he just went full tears. And I don't mean like, oh, mm -hmm. like where it wells up and starts. He went from zero to 100 so yeah. fast. It was crazy. And then here comes the mom around the corner and she's like, what are you doing? What's going on here? What do you like? I was trying to I'm trying to you're a <laughs> shitty ass mom. And I'm trying to help you. Don't accuse me of being a Whole Foods pedophile because I'm trying to save your way. And by, while, while you're at it, give this fucking kid some meat. Look at this wafy, sick child. Whatever you're here buying, head over to Kroger and get a fucking slab of ribs, you lunatic. This pasty <coughs> ghost needs to be parented better and he needs to be fed correctly. Why is he crying right now? I was trying to help him. Cut, cut, to, cut to 30 years from now where this kid's on a podcast going, you know, I was just in therapy and I had forgotten about this, but I was in Whole Foods one time and I was sitting there minding my own business. My mom said she wanted to get me uh, uh, my last Christmas gift. So she asked me to just step to the next aisle and I did. And then uh, around the corner comes a man all by himself, pasty, pasty and thin. And he says, hey, where's your mother? And I think immediately he's going to start looking at me and start singing things like, uh, I don't know, some country, li insert country lyrics here. 
<laughs> and now he's freaking out and he goes hey wait where's my mom where's your fucking mom why don't you have her go to kroger's and buy you some ribs you creepy motherfucker <laughs> ladies and gentlemen here is skeet mcgraw performing his new hit single your son's gonna die in that whole foods <laughs> well it all started in our five <laughs> when i came over i don't have anything that rhymes with five <laughs> If you yeah. think pea protein will help your son grow, I don't have anything to rhyme with grow either. We're not on, <laughs> we're not in a good place with our Skeet McGraw bits right now. Let's forget Skeet McGraw because we have a more important guest. Never forget. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, which is actually the name of Skeet's third album. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you may remember him from the live episode we did on Christmas. I, I didn't even have to say on Christmas because it's the only one we've ever done. What if, I think it'd be great if Skeet McGraw, just every time there was any sort of American tragedy, he tried to <laughs> hop on the Never Forget, like, and this will be, this is Skeet McGraw's Never Forget album about the Boston Marathon bombing. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I know you're trying to introduce our guests, but... Those runners were just trying to run after the starter pistol man fired his gun, but those terrorists had another thing in mind. <laughs> Left foot, right foot, that's how they were planning. And they didn't know that the terrorists was... Gosh, yeah, right. It's hard. Far, it's hard. Yeah. It's very, very difficult. I was Greg. That we were both that. excited. Yeah, we were yeah, both that's excited. So funny. Skeet, that is Skeet, so funny. Skeet McGraw's a lyrical genius, and you can't just walk in and replicate what he does. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, you may remember him from our only live podcast ever. He uh, is a great friend of both of ours. Uh, new father, wonderful comedian, new album out. A lot of things yeah. going on. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Greg Coleman. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, by the way, I'm not sure if the people see this, but Cy, you see, don't walk up on kids in what you're wearing. It's, I, have a, <laughs> I have a hoodie on. I have a hoodie on and, and Lululemon and sweatpants. sweatpants. This is an expensive sweatshirt. These are okay. expensive <laughs> sweatpants. I'm not going to have, I'm sick of people. Oh, so you, you can you can pay your bail. Okay, great. Yeah, all right, cool. I got it. That's all that says is I can pay my bail after I show my dick to your kid. That's what that outfit says. <laughs> That's probably what it was. Well, you know what? Maybe fuck. You know, no, fuck it's all right. You guys. It's cool. It's a nice you made sweatshirt. that kid cry. Do I, and do the I, mom came I didn't make the kid cry. The mom's bad parenting led to a situation in which the child welled tears. It's not sure. on me. Oh, deflecting. Okay. You're right. Okay. Yeah. You're right, this is man. called deflecting. Yeah, oh, you're right. Chad and I are parents. Chad and I are parents, so we have an evolved a sense of understanding of what you should be wearing when you approach a toddler in a store who's all alone. <laughs> yeah, you're right. My bad, Sai. I shouldn't have you. guns blazing. Man, thank you for having me on here, Barbara. It's really friends. nice to see Thanks you. I love you and your family, Greg. Thank you for joining Great us. Great to see you. Uh, you have a bunch of great stories. I mean, I, I got the list. Love all of them. I'm going to just hop right in. Uh, I would love, so I'm going to do something, well, just because I feel like, hey, everybody, it's Moose in the Morning. It's a live time. It's drive time. You're not going to believe who we have in the hot seat today. It's Greg Coleman. Hey, Greg, you used to work in morning radio. Go ahead and tell us one of those stories. Choo-choo-choo-choo. All right. Well, thanks, Keith. 
<laughs> this was years and years ago. I used to work uh, on the Tony Fly morning show. In Minneapolis, yeah, right? For, yeah, for those familiar with this uh, area, Tony Fly, it's kind of radio radio legend, I would I yeah. would say, especially sure. back in his uh Hey, like Tony, yeah, man. We used to not be able to. We used to get in trouble for listening to Tony Fly because he was kind of like the bad boy on the edge. Uh, yeah, like he was on the edge. Like I'm gonna play White Snake during 5 p.m. traffic or whatever. <laughs> but like fast forward years later, I ended up getting an internship at uh at B96, and they're like, hey, you can intern in the morning show. I was like, that's five o'clock in the morning. I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I want to like put me on the hip hop show at six. And then I went there and that just wasn't what it was. So now I ended up working with Tony Fly. I started, uh, what was it? Directing this TV show. And it just led to like a lot of weird, different interactions with people I never thought I would be in the same room with. Right, because when you're that level of a radio show, because he is, he's wildly popular and was for a really long yeah. time in Minneapolis. And that was now, especially with COVID and the changes in society, there used to be a time when if somebody was promoting an album or promoting a movie, they would literally yeah. go on. And this still happens to a certain degree. I just don't think as much. But before social media, they would go on tours and stop in cities yeah. and be like, you go on these two TV shows and these four radio stations and everybody will know your shit. So, like, you get to meet a lot yeah. of crazy people. If there was like a like a movie career, uh, premiere or a huge, you know, arena level comedy show, that's where the people would go to to promote everything. So you got to meet the biggest of the big stars. Yeah, I mean, it was everybody from Charlie Murphy showing up unannounced at <laughs> six ten in the morning and just hanging out with us for the entire radio show. And like, you know, like radio works in circuits. So you, you basically do the same show over and over four times. And he just stayed. He was like, yeah, now nah, let's do the news. What's coming up next? So he's like, man, Charlie Murphy's reading the weather. <laughs> like, and nobody knew that he was coming. Like, he's like, I saw this oh, hip hop radio station. And we're like, all right, man, roll with it. And we have Will Smith. That, like, that shows you how crazy it was and the difference. Yeah. Like, the big star in the world is like, oh, I got I to gotta be here at 7, 10 a.m. for the drive time. And I just, let me say that, like, I mean, we all hear the rumors about Will Smith. And we have, like, oh, no, Will's in an open marriage and Will might yeah. be. Let it run. Or, or yeah. gay or all this other stuff. We're big rumor guys. Listen. Allegedly. 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 But I want to let you know where this comes from. Once you get in the presence of Will Smith, he just has an aura yeah. about him. Like, he doesn't walk. This man floats. He was <laughs> like, literally, like, he just walked in and we we're just like, oh, like he looked like he was in the Jamiroquai video. Just, just moving and floating, and he comes into the studio. There's, there's something about Will. I love Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I, yeah. I love that show, and I, I can't imagine because it's a multicam. It had a live audience, and it had every opportunity to be the hokiest shit you've ever yeah. seen in your. I, you know, there's a few like comedic actors when you see them, you're like that person is so talented i don't even understand how they pull those lines off 
uh, Chad and I feel that way about James Roday. Uh, mm-hmm. S- Steve Carell as the boss in the office. Who t- but Will Smith on that show, if you go back and watch it, you're like, how the fuck? He's so talented and charming that I can't, e- yeah. I don't even think it's about his acting skill. I, he's got to, like you're saying, he's just got to be that human. When he walks in the room, you're like, well, my eyes are not leaving this fella for the duration. <laughs> yeah. At, at all and it's true and then that's what i noticed like and he's super personable and like we've had way lesser stars come in and be bigger jerks and with will smith we're like all right like who knows because like his team came in like, name, two. Name, two. name two name two name two uh all right, number one chingy all right i'm just gonna put this out there you remember that guy uh, I no and that's there. what's great about it because the rapper chingy and i agree chingy i'll give you the other guys chad superman. and i support he played um superman like the actual which dean kane no the one after that the smallville superman and then toby uh who played spider-man toby, toby mcguire yeah he was kind of a dick toby um, mcguire sucks i think so or at least tiffany had a bad interaction with him uh tiffany norton she used to work at the radio station as well as uh tom welling (laughs) is who you're thinking of the man who played superman in smallville a show that did holy shit 10 fucking seasons he was a big dude yes i don't act like you don't live in those towns i mean worthington it's a tension i understand why smallville might have gotten popular greg you don't have to cut down my entire familial history to get me to admit that i'm just saying smallville i 10 seasons is a lot get back to will smith we detour yeah yeah no is this uh he he just walks in the room and you're just attracted to him and he's in there and he's super personal he's making eye contact and like i said something like i just tagged something that he said and like i was like i don't know if i'm supposed to talk while will's here but i was like dude i gotta try to make will laugh and like I made him laugh and he like touched my leg. <laughs> and I was yeah. just like, oh yeah, I'm having sex with Will Smith, fam. Like anybody <laughs> else seeing it? And so I feel like that's where those rumors start where Will Smith comes in and you're like, I'm gonna have sex with this dude. And you're like, oh, he's gay. Like you're trying to push that off. <laughs> it's just like, Make nah, it man. not about you. <laughs> yeah. It's about him. Like, look at him coming in here, all oh, flirting with me, asking my name and <laughs> how i'm doing <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. to let you know the aura of will smith when you told me he put his hand on your leg i cupped yeah. my own testicles yeah yeah i did too that's why you can't see both my hands right now i'm sure somebody will get really mad at this because they'll think that i'm minimalizing the experiences of other people's human sexuality but it's the only way i can describe i am very much a straight man but mm-hmm powerful charming men i'm like really like will smith like a like you see brad pitt in an interview where he's just kind of being soft and funny and i'm like maybe i don't know maybe what's what role am i playing in this situation and i'm not even saying that to be funny like i could be gay with a handsome man i'm saying like really beautiful charming powerful men it does i'm i'm halfway there yeah you chubbed up <laughs> well i didn't say that i'm just saying like i get it i get like i think yeah. my belief you would have been I, if you would have been in that room i'm telling you, you will would have been like that's so funny sign and touched my thigh and then people would have been pulling me off his jeans and shit like because i'm <laughs> they had I, a team there too they were on security they're like, they're like people there with guns another person's going for his jeans another person's <laughs> going for his jeans they're just ready to go well if I, I could just touch the hem of his garment <laughs> 
I think I'm one of those uh, people who thinks sexuality is this weird, undefined. Native Americans, I think. I'm talking about something I don't know anything about, yeah, but buckle but up. I didn't know I that said, we went there, but I'm I said to- Native Americans, and Greg clutched his microphone <laughs> like he was going to be on the episode that finally got me banned from comedy. Uh, I'm 17%. Don't worry about it, baby. Be good. My understanding of certain Native cultures is that they viewed sexuality as more of a spectrum. And this is my understanding from somebody who got it from somebody who got it from somebody who probably has an understanding. So this is real. Uh, this is a real telephone game of understanding. This is like a face Facebook meme regarding the vaccine. Yes, very, very, very <laughs> much, very much. So, but is that you know they're all like, oh, man with female traits, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. just they had the Madonna scale way back when. Yeah, they yeah. had it. They had it real early. So I think there's I used a, that line before my wife. I was like, hey, baby, sexuality's on the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> my spectrum just, you know, <laughs> like certain places touched. Never mind. But anyways, I imagine, imagine Will Smith touches your leg and then leans in and says, here's the situation. Mm-hmm. My parents went away for a week's vacation. <laughs> How do you not come in five seconds? Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, even Jazzy Jeff could have been there. Like, you're hitting background. on me with one of your most popular lyrics. Come on, William. I would have taken it. Oh, and <laughs> that's, without question. And I think that's I, I probably we talked about this before, Chad, because we know how I feel about Viola Davis, who isn't, uh, you yeah. know, a, a, a classically young. You know, she's I like yeah, she's an I like, Yeah, I like, but I like her. I like her skill and her power and her charm. So I think it. <laughs> My point mm-hmm. is, there's a there's a spot on that spectrum for me. I'm backtracking what I started a couple minutes ago. This is Greg's no, episode. Chad, I'm gonna go sit over there. I'm gonna go. And yep, why don't you go? I'm gonna go sit over go there. Count to thirty. Yeah. Why don't you go count to thirty in Spanish? Okay. Inside, <laughs> taking a buddy break. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Uh, any? I mean, any other cool stories at the morning show? Dude, it was just like the there most random. There is a couple. We used to steal. So we had a fleet of way too big SUVs, um, way too big rims. This was back in the 24-inch rims type days. And me and spinners? my buddy. Yeah, we had spinners. Oh, they had, yes. yes. They had Hummers with suicide doors, which is like it was taking a risk trying to open up that door and drive it. Yeah. <laughs> Me, me and my homeboy, Jermon, who we used to have this like comedy duo type sketch. Like basically we were called the two broke boys. So we were like the on-air idiots or like okay. uh, Jesus Amaro before Jesus Amaro. Like, sure. Well, I mean, that's that's a pretty grandiose statement, but okay, I got you. No, no, I'm dude. I will talk. I'm back. I, I came back, by the way. People. I, <laughs> Welcome I, back, side. I calmed down. <laughs> Henry Cavill is another name that would be on my list. I, I thought of that while I was calming down, but I'm back. Jesus <laughs> okay. and Mero are very good. That was a very cocky statement, but keep going. Yeah. So anyways, we were the first Bodega Boys. Uh, the, the creator <laughs> of internet radio came to our station was like, hey, these two that you got just messing around, you need to have them talk to all your celebrities. So we would do the pre-warm-ups. And we oh, would take nice. them into like the back room. And because no one knew, like we, like, we were like, it was cool, but we'll still mess with you. You know, like sure. Uh, sure. I tried to sell a beat to Neo, uh, <laughs> and, and like I, I ripped on him because he was like, "I don't want it." But I was like, "Dude, you made songs with Plies, dude. Like you can do a record with us." Like we had, we almost got Rick Ross on a remix of me and my buddy. We made a song about chicken wings, 
we were like, Rick Ross, listen, you need to get on this. This will be in like, he thought about it for a minute, but then he was like, you know what? No, nah, I don't want to be associated with y'all. Cause he watched the video and I had like a crown on my head and my shirt off. And I was like, I look just like you Ross, but he was cool. He was a great dude. We had, uh, what was it? Oh, I ended up being Kanye's security for what? like a good three minutes. So this was my dark, beautiful fantasy. Like we had a radio listening session at like some club. Okay. And he was sitting there up front doing a Q and A and then it just kind of ended weird and abruptly, uh, which isn't anything surprised with Kanye, <laughs> but this was back when he was a little more kilter. But we had fans there and I was a cameraman and recording it and then it was done, but we had the sea of fans between him and the back to where he needed to be. And then once people realized, like, oh, okay, we think this is done. Can we just go up and touch him? So the crowd started, like, <laughs> just moving in on Kanye, and I made a split-second decision because I was still, you know, fresh off college football player jeans. Sure. Like, I still had big shoulders. I was like – so I ran up and grabbed Kanye, and we had this, like, uh, uh, bodyguard moment where, like, I didn't pick him up, but he had his hands on my shoulders, and I was like – pushing 12 year old girls out of the way <laughs> like move it yay move it move it just pushing people and we all got to the back and he's like oh man thanks fam that was crazy and then no one else was around so it was just me and kanye for like three minutes waiting in this back room <laughs> um, and just having the most awkward thing i was just like stadium music yep that that's what this album sounds like stadium music man that was that, that's nice <laughs> So, nah, it was cool. It was... And Kanye seems like the kind of guy that really, really enjoys small talk. Yeah. 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 As long he's, as it's about... As long as like it's that's about his him. Sure. As long yep. as it's about him, he's he's all good. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Nah, crazy times. Stealing the trucks when we weren't supposed to. It was only supposed to be official, like, uh, radio business. Like, so we used to have these tapes and we'd have to give them to the CW for recording our TV show, because this is before you could just email files. Sure. So we would basically just steal the trucks and drive from Edina to St. Paul. And then we would drive all around the east side, just smoking weed in these <laughs> big ass trucks <laughs> with the windows down and music blaring. And people like, oh, B96 in the hood. And we just throw out <laughs> random merch. <laughs> and it was all good until we witnessed a crime and then we were like oh all right maybe we should just stay in the suburbs because uh, i don't want to like, <laughs> on the station like hey we saw a b96 truck next to this breaking and entering you guys got anything to do with that and we were like oh we we're eating chicken across the street so can i oh, man, was- can i detour you from your stories a little bit because i you used to talk about this you know, when we first were getting to know each other, you, you kind of mentioned you, you play college football. You come from a crazy, impressive family. Like your dad and your grandpa have are both crazy impressive in their own right. So you've kind of like my, had that. My uncle or my grandpa? My Your dad and no, your my grandpa. Gran- your grandpa from J, the J.C. Penney's thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. But also your uncle, was- your uncle as well. Yes. Right. Yeah, you can you can do I, I don't want to tell your story, but like you always used to tell me that there was kind of a pressure on you to be something special because all the men in your family did something insanely special. Uh, that yeah, that, I mean, I wouldn't call it pressure. I would call it what other people thought I should do. 
Oh. So pressure. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, Greg, that's the weed talking. It's, there's tons of pressure on you. Yeah, but the, yeah, like it, it was never from inside. Like it okay. wasn't like you need to punt. Like I could, but like it didn't come till later where I was like, hey, man, I should have. I should have had you teach me how to pump more. Well, like, no, no one knows what you're talking about. So let me back. I, that was oh, unfair. Okay. I throw you in it. So your dad was the first black punt. He's in the Black Football Hall of Fame. He was the first black punter in the NFL. He, he's basically yeah. a legend. Your father he was the first the black name. man to lift his leg and kick a football in the NFL. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I mean, in, in shout out before it gets too sappy, but um, they're renaming the um uh punter and kicker awards in black college football to the greg coleman golden touch award so like the Ray Guy yeah award so he's he's got that that's fantastic going on now. yeah no it's cool and if i can be sappy for a moment your dad yeah. is one of the most wonderful people i've ever met he's a he's such an incredible kind giving human being but also your grandfather and now because i feel like <clears throat> I'm just going to tell your story because you're not going where I want you to. Your grandpa was, as you put it, he was the first person, black person, to work the sales floor in the South at a department store. Yeah, like Sears and Roebuck or one of those. J.C. Penney. He was the first dude to fold shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fold shirts at at a store he couldn't shop at and got employee of the month. At a store he couldn't shop at while it was open, <laughs> like you know, I mean, that was some testitude. What is it? Um, Wait a second, fortitude, intestinal fortitude. Yeah, that I didn't have. I just would have <laughs> sold that shit. Is it? Oh, I thought you were making a joke. That was real. Oh, that's real. Yeah, no, that, no, yeah, that's, that's real. real. Oh well, for fuck's sake! Isn't uh, that incredible? That's incredible. Yeah. yeah, that was, yeah what, what's know. the deal with your uncle? You never told me about your uncle. You just winged that in there. Oh, no, my uncle played baseball. He's Vince Coleman. Back in the day, notorious space stealer. Holy shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I keep it under wraps sometimes. Some people like to talk a lot about stats and what they remember, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I wasn't there. Cut to he, Greg. He played, he played with uh He Ozzie played with, the, with Ozzy, with uh, Willie McGee, who can't ski, by the way, too tall to ski. I'm like, if you're 6'6", don't ski. <laughs> uh yeah all those dudes they uh world series in 85 and 87 87 yep yeah. they lost to somebody i can't remember yeah oh, the twins. The minnesota yep. twins yeah lost to the twins um, so you yeah man you have all those impressive people and to quote you you've made sneaking into places a hobby of yours <laughs> yeah man that's kind of that's kind of well, i thought i was gonna sneak into the nfl because it was just growing up around other like league babies and stuff like that like everybody's dad is in the league and a couple Mm -hmm. kids i grew up with you know who are in our close like steve jordan's kid like you know cam jordan like you know the the future hall of famer um and darren nelson's son he played uh university of oregon and had a cup of coffee and so it was just like yeah looking around like all right cool i'll go to the league Maybe, but <laughs> like this is kind of my problem. Like I do what I should have done. Like I could have had a clear cut, like clear cut route possibly. It was like, dude, just punt. But I was like, no, nah, I want to hit people and get concussions. And like the thing is, I could punt, 
like I just naturally had it in me to be able to punt and kick, but I was like, ah, no, I want to do my own thing. And then, like, I was like, I was like watching tape my senior year, and I was like, oh yeah, man, I'm not going to the league. Like I don't want it hard enough. <laughs> like I don't. That's the funniest version of I don't want to run the family farm, Dad, that I have ever heard in my life. Like you're just like I don't want your life. <laughs> your dad's just like there all you have to do is kick you it's in you you kick a ball like three times a week they give you two million dollars a year and you're like you're not gonna tell me what to do yeah yeah that was I'm my own it. man and it wasn't even him it was just annoying people in high school sure who would ask me like hey man what's your dad think about the game like fool we don't i don't he hopes they're gonna win <laughs> like this isn't that's not your relationship, dude. <laughs> like, you and I have more in common than we think. Because when I was growing up, I remember thinking, like, I'm I'm definitely going to have to get a DUI. <laughs> yeah. And Being then I got like it. Papa and then Jack. I got it. And I was like, well, now I can go two ways, right? I can either let this snowball into something horrific or yeah. I can uh, dial it in a little bit. And I went right down the middle of that. I went sometimes <laughs> horrific, sometimes dial it in. Yeah. Yeah, man. We got to make our own choices. I never so. saw myself making the league. But mm-hmm. I did think I could get some really creative DUIs. <laughs> I and, bet this is a I, where, where I come from, that is the lead. Well, <laughs> and to add another thing to your guys' similarities, there are several small town bars whose award shows are named after Chad's dad. <laughs> this year's Stevie's or this <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, and this year's Stevie for guy who pissed his pants next to a jukebox the most. Goes to Kevin. Oh. The only man to get a to get a DUI on a snowmobile that's not running. <laughs> oh, the Stevies and I, the Stevie, the Stevie for household sadness goes to the Luthers. <laughs> the Stevie going uh, going to the only other man that has used a pull tab as a throwing star. Goes to <laughs> J- Jonathan Jenkins. <laughs> hey man, dads are important. <laughs> it's like either be really good or really bad if you want, you know, your kids to be. You know, I'm gonna just kind of figure out my own thing. <laughs> yep, exactly. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You figure I, I alluded to this earlier, but you figured out one of your things is you just think it's funny to sneak into places. Yeah, yeah man. I just like I heard my best friend's dad who uh, who also played in the league. Like he my cousin was talking to him and he's like, dude, you just walk into any room and it's like you're supposed to be there. And he's like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Just walk into any room and act like you're supposed to be there. And I wasn't a part of the conversation, but I heard it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to try it out. Because it's like, I have a look that's like, he could be security. 
he could be a league player, like formerly. So like the first one of the first times I tested it out was there's a game day when they went to St. John's like a few Co- years ESPN's back. college game yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. So I was up there day drinking with some buddies irresponsibly because I had a show that night at Acme. <laughs> and the worst thing you want to do is go an hour and a half away with some buddies who are like, no, 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 we're just going to hang out for a minute. Uh-huh. Now, <laughs> like it was, we had three drinks in us before we left because the bar we met at had three for once for the graveyard shit. <laughs> so it just, yeah, the drinks were going. And then so we, we got into the stadium. And he pulled up to the sideline where they had like the little police tape or whatever, like, oh, you guys can't go back. And some college kids, they were drunk, talking mess. And some dude's like, dude, I bet you a hundred dollars you won't walk out on out on the field. I'm like, this dude doesn't know me. I was like, because at this point, I was still working with the Vikings. So like every game I'd ever been on, I've been on the field. So yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I know where to stand. I know how to do this. I looked back at him, I was like, where's a hundred bucks? He pulled it up. So I was like, I just walked up underneath the gate. And then I walked on one sideline and just stood there and hung out. And then I walked to the other side of the field where those guys were. And I sat there and I just kind of, I waved at them. And then a security guy, like the police officer started like walking towards me. Yep. Um, like kind of looking around like, hey, I'm not sure if this guy, and I just kind of like just beat him to it. And I just walked up to him. And just like shook his hand and patted him on the shoulder. I was like, man, it's been a great day, man. This is really important for both teams. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I guess it is. I was like, yeah, man, have a good day. And I pat him on the back. And then I walked to the <laughs> other sideline. And this time, the team, they were doing warm ups. This is how long I was out there. The team was doing warm ups. They walked out of the field and then came back to the field. And then I was standing on the entryway, giving the dudes high fives as they were running back on onto the field. And then I walked back. I was like, yo, man, I got my hundred bucks. And then it was just like that. I snuck 12 people into a festival um, in Minneapolis, like one of the, the church one, the Basilica or something like that. They okay. Moved yeah. It. Oh, that the street party? Yeah. The street party just walked up to the, like, uh, I looked at a security dude and he was like 24, 25 year old black kid. And I was like, yo, man, what's up? And, uh, through the artist entry. I was like, what's up, dude? He's like, oh, you supposed to be in here? I was like, yeah, I'm supposed to be in here. He's like, what about my friends, though? Can they get in? He's like, oh, man, yeah, I don't know. I was like, how about $20? You turn your head the other way. You're already getting paid. <laughs> so I walked back. I was like, yo, y'all want to go to this concert? It's just me walking in with 12 white people like, do you know that guy? Are you supposed to? Like, stop, you rule followers. Just walk through and act like you're supposed to be there. Like, I don't know. It's fun. I, I snuck in a Segura's backstage. <laughs> oh nice i just tried like he was surprised like he was more surprised that security didn't do their job but he's like i'm impressed though he's like how'd you get here i was like i just walked back here Tom. he was like all right cool you can have it oh uh, that's funny my friend christian who's been on the podcast before he is a big traveler and likes to get into massive amounts of trouble when he can yeah. so we were staying at a hotel pretty close to universal studios in uh in burbank and they were having this giant party in all, it was almost half of the hotel. There's a big like pavilion center there. Yeah. And we went over and we were trying to see what was going on. And there were these giant Chinese men standing by the door. <laughs> and Christian goes, we got to go, but you got to act like we belong in there. And I'm like, okay, yeah. let's go. 
And so Christian walks over and he starts tapping the guys. He goes, Oh, oh, wow, man. Good to see you. We'll just, uh, had to hit the can. You know how that goes. So we start walking in and they form a circle, not even stand in front of us, formed a circle. And then two of them were talking and they called someone else over from inside the party, spoke to that person. And then that guy asked us to leave the circle away from the door. And he said, I'm supposed to tell you this will be very bad for you. And it's your last chance. And we were like, (laughs) Okay, catch you later. And Christian wanted to go back. We found out it was the 16-year-old birthday party of one of the big generals from China. And and they had gone to uh, Universal Studios. They had gone there all day. And this was like the dinner dance portion. And and Christian (laughs) still wanted to go in. After they told us, this is going to end poorly for you. And it's your last chance. Christian is yeah. like, I got it. Don't worry. I got it. You, <laughs> you, you two are fucking dangerous <laughs> to your friends. It's dangerous to be your friend. Yeah, but it's also exciting. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, it's exciting as you're hanging upside down and they come over with a fingernail clipper and just clip a little bit of your jugular and they go, you have 24 hours to answer our questions or you're going to bleed out. You're like, this is this is fun, isn't it, Greg? <laughs> yeah. I mean, isn't well, it? I look I like a, a 20... marlin hanging here. What a neat <laughs> evening, Greg. Thank you. I had a 24-year-old. You had the triads. Like, you yeah, just got Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? You, you, you got to, you know, fix it up all right. You got to, you know, do your thing. But, yeah, nothing ever led to death. Like, it was all places where I was like, yeah, I should be in there, or I could be in there. It was like rap concerts. Yeah, there were this, like this. You, a lot of these stories make a lot of sense. Like you can, you weren't like, I can get into anywhere. Me and my buddies sneak in to a Blake Shelton concert at the <laughs> Elks Lodge, and like you know that there was none of that shit. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's it's not like you were saying I'm gonna somehow sneak into the White House. Yeah, all I need yeah. is this yak costume. Yeah, no, nah, it's it always nailed. just one person I just gotta, you know, be able to sure. get to. But every once in a while, this one dude, we were, uh, Chappelle was in town a couple years ago and he had this after party. Um, and we didn't know where it was. We were just trying to go to this uh, Jamaican spot and the party was upstairs. And the dude was like, Hey, you here for the party? And I had a buddy with me. And he was like, Oh, we were just trying to get some food. I was like, Nah, yeah, we're here for the party. And then they let us upstairs. <laughs> it was like Chappelle and all his crew. And I knew like three people in there. So I was like, yeah, man. Yeah, you always say yes. And someone's saying, are you here for something? Because that's security's fault. So. And unless it's the guy that shows up in uh, what, uh, what's the old school? Oh, hey, yeah. I'm here for the gangbang. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yes. Yes. <laughs> I was told I have to say yes every time. Yeah. Well, that's a Will Smith party. Well, I was just going to say, you, uh, you're you very charming in your own right, so you get into all these places, and I think it's because uh, what you, you plugged into Will Smith and yeah. took some of his charm. Yeah, I took some of his juju. Will gave me some of his juju. You have a new album out, and it's going to sound like we edited there, but we didn't. That's how it's that okay. segues. You have a new album. Uh, it's called Dad's Garage, and yeah. I'm going to get into it in a little bit, but you also have uh, you since recording that album has become your own you've become a dad yeah she's in the back crying right now oh nice (laughs) i so i i saw your daughter at the acme 30th anniversary and i don't know Mm. if you remember what i called her but i called her uh vr i called um because 
the, her new nickname for me is vasectomy reversal. <laughs> yeah. Seeing yeah, her made man. me want to have a baby so incredibly bad. It was unreal. Yeah, she's yeah man. Cute. It's a, it's a, it's a wild ride. We just got back from uh, some family time up North. So I didn't get much time to hold her and yeah, she no was held not. every single second. Uh-huh. And I had some daddy daycare time last night where I just had to commit. I was like, I'm not picking you up. I'm not picking you up. You got to cry it out. That <laughs> lasted like two minutes. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just got to remember this. <laughs> like, exactly. Cause I remember, I remember doing that with Olivia and, uh, and she graduates in 157 days. <laughs> not like you've been counting. Yeah. So uh, just get ready for that shit. It flies. Yeah. Yeah. But nah, man, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's cool. She's super cute and chill. She's either chilling, laughing or wants to eat. Um, so I can relate. Yeah. I can relate to that. (laughs) Are Um, you, uh, are you putting her in your act at all? Because I don't know if you know this about me. I need a new baby for my act. (laughs) Well, we definitely take her. You can come get a couple days with her, see what happens. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yo, people are like, oh, you're going to talk about this kid so much. And it's going to be like, eh. And I was like, I got no jokes about her. I was like, I don't know if my baby's hacked. She ain't giving me much to work with. <laughs> or maybe I'm just like too much in it. You know what I mean? Like, sure. it's I been. Mean, um, you worked yeah, with kids. Been, you worked with kids and you have one of my favorite jokes of yours is that you went um, parents forget to say two very important words to their children. And those words are to me. Oh yeah. So when you, so, you know, you say like, you're so beautiful and you have to understand to me, <laughs> you're such a great kid to me. And I, I think about that all the time in like today's political climate where yeah. it's like, People would just say, in my opinion, or to me, it would make a lot more sense instead of pretending like everything's a fact. Yeah. So that's such a such a funny bit. So I'm kind of I'm very excited to hear the bits that you write about her, because I think they're going to be terrific. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I I had to fight it because I started thinking about like dad jokes. And then like I I still kind of go back to like my young comic mind. It's like, oh man, people talk about families and that's hacking. You got to talk, blah blah blah. But I was like, nah, man, that's like my life. Like that's most people's lives. So I was like, yeah, of course. Like I mean, people I could, talk I about. I could invite you to my lake cabin if you want to see how it turns out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very much so. <laughs> I'm that's just kidding. I, I hated <laughs> that the listeners had to hear that, but I did think it was funny to friend to friend. Yeah, no, you gotta <laughs> let them know. They know what's up, baby. You know what I mean? They know what happens when they hit that Pandora, Chad. That, he doesn't. Chad, he doesn't want to have another kid because he wants to raise another kid. We've got Chatty Daddy and I've got Costa Rica retirement plans, and that's not gonna. That's not gonna happen. Talking about what's going on in the world. Oh, yeah, I, I cannot tell you how many. I, so in Atlanta, I go. I start talking, and this lady goes talk about your kids and that's happened a lot <laughs> and then her husband after the show tried to give me a hundred dollars because she interrupted me and i'm like you guys need to work this out i don't give a shit <laughs> i understand people want to hear me talk about my kids but also it's like well my son doesn't live with me he's got his own life so i don't really talk about him and then yeah. uh i do have other thoughts yeah i mean my kids are very funny but i do have other thoughts that some people don't care for Chad, Chad, like, stop talking about these seagulls. I want to hear about these yeah. kids. 
Did you take the hundred dollars, Did you take the hundred bucks? No, I don't take tips. It makes me see, feel gross. See, this is exactly why I need to start talking about kids so I can become successful enough not to take that hundred dollars. Yeah, well, it just makes me feel gross. Down. You know, like when people give me, they'll they'll buy a shirt after the show and then they'll go keep the change. It's like I don't, I don't want to keep yeah. your change. That's not what I'm doing here. Yeah, no, and I'm not trying to be I. like some hero. I just it makes me feel gross when people tip me because it's like you bought you bought the ticket. I mm-hmm. did the show. That was yeah. our agreement. And so sometimes people will get mad. They go, hey, you want to go get a drink? And you'll go, uh, no, thanks, man. I'm heading back to the hotel. And they're like, oh, pussy. And it's like, yeah. no, no, no. The agreement is you yeah. bought the ticket. I did the show. That was the agreement. I love that agreement and uh, way of like support and stuff like that. Because I want to support you. No, nah, no, nah, just take the product. But I will take that cash and yeah. have no feelings of obligation <laughs> afterwards cut to my all. merch table behind chad's table that just says we'll kiss for tips <laughs> it actually doesn't say wit uh four it just says <laughs> we'll kiss tips <laughs> chad is chad is in a very and i'll let the listeners know this he's at a very pivotable uh pivotable he's at a very that's a that's skeet mcgraw like i was at a pivotal moment in my career and i thought do i embrace q or do I promote Q? Uh, so, uh, but Chad is at a very pivotal moment where if he doesn't talk about the world and he listens to that lady in the crowd, he could get Gallagher watermeloned. So you got to be careful. Yeah. This is this is this is the time. Otherwise, <laughs> you'll be that guy that people are showing up to with just an hour about each of his grandkids. <laughs> Well, and it sucks too because sometimes people I don't think they I don't think they get when I'm they go well we don't want to hear your opinions on what's going on it's like that's what I've been doing the whole, whole time, time. Yeah. never been yeah. about but your been, kids but I've been doing it in a way where I uh, associate it with my children because I am parenting that's your them. life yeah and yeah. so that's the difference it's like now I'm just not telling my daughter about it I'm coming straight to you listen yeah. here Chad listen here. I did not come here for your opinions on society or the goings about. I came here to talk about uh, your children and how you feel about the way parents discipline them, for example, and all the way the world. You understand what I'm saying? I don't want your view of the world. I want your view of the world. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is, is your, hey, is your daughter going to prom or not? Is she got? Does she want to? Look at me. Your daughter want to go to prom because I got forty thousand sky miles from Delta burning a fucking hole in my chain wallet. You understand me? <laughs> yeah. I just figure it will happen when it happens. I'm so tired of talking about racism. Uh, but it keeps happening, you know what I mean? It's like, if y'all stop being racist, I wouldn't have to talk about it so much. You could get Dude, some your, your new bit about um, a word you get to use. Oh. And you get Which to word encom- is that? Uh, no, thanks. You okay. get to encompass everyone with that word. Oh, yeah. Is so fucking great and right on the money. I was laughing so hard at the 30th before I didn't get my 30th anniversary yeah. hat. Yeah. Um, it got man. You are uh, you got your finger on the pulse, Mr. Coleman. Hey, I'm I'm just trying out here. I'm just trying out here. Well, uh, do you want to tell us about a two year two year game of words with friends? Oh, oh, with Robert Ory. Yeah, <laughs> I just dropped that name real quick and pick yeah, it up. Yeah, Ro- Ro- Robert Ory <laughs> is uh, 
another fantastic <laughs> athlete that Greg has the who's won uh, all the yeah I like how Greg's stories everybody casually sends over their stories like when Rand sent us his stories he's like one time I one time I took a shit in a costume store and yours are like uh, uh, I you know one of the greatest champions of all time I just play a internet video game with him so you know he's won seven titles is it seven does Big Shot Rob have seven yeah, he's got seven. It's proof that he's in there. I'm not giving out the... <laughs> I like I like how you showed that and you covered it on the screen like we ever show our audience video. Yeah, that is true. I guess I could... You would text him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, hey, don't fall for this shit, Greg. Yeah. Sai is just wanting you to show the number on the screen. <laughs> so guess who's about to become to Robert Ori's fucking buddy. Yeah, man. I, I was... I was surprised, man. For a few years, I was doing these NBA tours. And so every once in a while, like, we would have legends. Like, I remember I talked to you because I was doing something in Vancouver. And mm-hmm. um, Isaiah Thomas yeah. was was ours. And you and Brody just geeked out. Like, oh, okay, ask him this. Ask him this. Ask yeah. him this. Ask him this. Uh, on this particular stop, Robert Ory was our guy. And I don't know, like, we just hit it off. And it was cool, but then like I saw him at the airport, so I just started, you know, sitting next to him. He's like, "Yo, man, what's your number?" I'm like, "You ever in Houston? You know, come hit me up." Blah blah blah. So I do that, and then he gets me like I get an invite from Words with Friends. With, <laughs> with, right? I was like, "Is this you?" And like I text back, I was like, "Who's this?" He's like, "It's me, Robert." Robert Ory. <laughs> I was like, how many times have you ever had to say like, oh, it's me, Robert? Like I saved that text in my phone for years. And you know, like the thing I liked about it is that we were both very like, we'll play, 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 and then forget about it for three months, and then play a word, and then text like, yo, man, it's your turn. Um, and then we went on this six month thing about how we thought Pitch Perfect was a great movie and how I made fun sure. of him for like watching it. I was like, Pitch Perfect. I was like, You're an NBA champion. What are you talking about, Pitch Perfect? And then one time I actually watched the movie on the plane and I was like, You saying correct it, sir? It's a solid movie. He's like, You right, right, right. I told you. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I don't know. It's just being in weird places. Because, uh, like, how I ended up getting that job. I wasn't supposed to be there. Like, with the NBA, I was just supposed to do – we went to All-Star Game, and I worked for the company that put everything on. And so I was just, a, like, a, a, a grunt. And they put me at this basketball station. And then, like, 300 people ended up at this outdoor basketball station just trying to do an outdoor open gym. I was like, this ain't going to work. We're going to get sued. Right. So I just spread everybody out and just did it, like, AM1 style. And started hosting and the boss came down like yo who's that dude like controlling this court and like talking to people that's not what this is supposed to be but it ended up working out and then they're like hey man come host events and oh, cool. like a nice three three four year run with those guys um and it has some stories that people probably don't want told on this podcast <laughs> um, you know jason kidd you remember what you did <laughs> Jason Richardson, we'll keep we'll we'll keep Edmonton to ourselves. But man, that was that was a great. Woo, Regina, oh god, the things we can't discuss. But no. Oh, I love that so much. Here's what's incredible to me, is that you've had all these different opportunities, right? You you worked at the number one morning show in. I mean, I, I'm sure that morning show was nationally ranked. Yeah. You you do this NBA thing. You've been to 
uh, Kirby Puckett, you know, one of the greatest <laughs> twins to ever live. You've been to his New Year's Eve party. You've done all of these uh, crazy things. And then with all of that, you decide to do in what, in my opinion, is the hardest fucking thing in the world to succeed at comedy. And you you've done it. You've um, you've moved up. You've you've made steps and you're, and you're succeeding without all of that other stuff as a as a crutch. And to me, that is so goddamn impressive, man. Uh, congrats on all of it. I just um, you have your new album, Dad's Garage. Uh, the second track on that, School Bouncer, uh, is I think I, where you can hear the the uh, to me bit. And I, I love that two of the tracks on there are number one, I'm done recycling, and then <laughs> I'm recycling again, and they're back to back. So it's just little hint at uh you know what goes on with everybody a little bit of hypocrisy man it's uh it's a great album please listen to it it's greg coleman dad's garage um so oh good. and then also yeah. well because i dropped i dropped two this year so yeah, two months I, later i dropped I another that. one dad's garage did better that one <laughs> it, it, it definitely did better than the second album but no nah, it was fun. well the like, second album is sex receipts yeah, that's going to be hard for people to be like, sexy receipts. I? But the funny thing, it's an adorable joke about kids. <laughs> like, but, <laughs> like, that's the crazy thing. I was like, maybe right. I shouldn't have named it that. But, yeah, no. but I mean, it is when you listen to the bit, it's like, oh, a baby is a sex receipt. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so two albums. Definitely check him out. He's, um, well, you're one of the only, one of the only people I've ever known to drop two albums in a year. Yeah, I was trying to do it like DMX, you know what I mean? Like just back to back, just two albums. Uh, so so thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah, absolutely appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. But I mean, also real quick, I'll add this, like how those other things that happened in life were, were just like, I don't know, it was just life. Like it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to try to do this or try to do that. It was just opportunities that happened and get to be around all these cool people. But even in comedy, like, I get to be around some really awesome people. You know what I mean? Like, I'll give you guys your flowers, like, you know, like the friendships. That, Flower us that up. Develop. Shower us with flowers. You know what I mean? And it's like the fact that, like, I in one night, I talked to uh, you two, I talked to Bozeman, and I talked to Daryl Lennox. And it was just like, yo, these are, you know, yeah, really great guys who are respected. I feel like I got good relationships with people, and they, uh, they kind of happen genuinely. So, you know, well, well you're likable for now. Yeah. For that's now. my As long as me. our CDs don't come out on the same Exactly. Day. That's that's, that's my that's my to me is you're likable for now. Yeah, I I I'll accept and, that. And can I give you can I give you a little piece of advice, Greg, because I would chat, I think you'll agree with this. Greg, I've seen you since basically the moment you stepped on stage for the first time. You have a very natural stage. You're like you're just charming and impressive on stage regardless of the jokes that are coming out of your face and right now you're looking at the two ways that can go yeah. you can either work hard and get good at jokes about your kids or you can shout a lot and eventually get a disease so right now it's important <laughs> to pick a path and right now yours is blurry and your video is blurry and you're just slowly fading it's not blurry that's just what i look like that's yeah. just my that's just what's happening to my so face. that route so i think i should go the chat route which yeah, is no really shit. Good. he's like right michael j fox's siblings in back to the future 
In Swear the little... to God, did Thanos snap wherever you are? <laughs> you look like you're dissolving right now. So. Oh my God, I gotta go. <laughs> Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.